name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today is Sexagesima Sunday, which tells us that we have arrived at the Sunday that's closest to 60 days before the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the second of three weeks that our Lord gives us in preparation for the great and holy season of Lent. As Father James said right in the last week, Last week, at the beginning of that preparation, we began our descent to the cross so that we might experience the power of the resurrection and true life that comes from the resurrection in our lives. Today, for our preparation, we focus entirely on evaluating the condition of the soil of our soul, so critical to our experience of our Lord Jesus Christ and His salvation in our lives. In the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 8, our Lord Jesus Christ tells the parable of the sower and the seeds, and it's also known as the parable of the soils. Why? Because it has a lot more to do, what our Lord is teaching and revealing to us, has a lot more to do with the soil than the seed being planted and how they both work together. So hear the parable again. Jesus said, a sower went out and began to sow his seeds. Some of the seed fell on well-trodden path, and it was trampled on. And it never set in the soil, and so the birds of the air, they came, and they stole the seed away. Some of the seed fell on rocky ground, because the rocky ground could not get much moisture. The seed withered away before it could ever grow, and it could never take root. Some fell on thorns and so when the seed began to grow the thorns actually choked the life out of the growing seed as it was trying to grow and then he says some of the seed fell on healthy soil and the seed fell into that soil took root grew full and produced a bountiful harvest and his disciples are wondering what this meant Jesus, what does this mean for us? And he answers that question. He explains the parable to the disciples. And first, we need to understand that Jesus, the word of God, is both the sower and the seed. He's both the sower and the seed. The seed is the life of God himself. Everything that we need for true and abundant life and salvation. That seed is the abundant life offered to us that brings our souls to that peace and contentment we always yearn for. That we might experience in this life and in eternity the fullness of the presence of Christ and his kingdom. But it's the soil that's in question. It's the condition of the soil that must be evaluated. Because you ask any gardener out there. The growth of any seed planted in soil, how healthy it will become, is entirely dependent on the soil that it's planted in for it to be able to grow and blossom. And so our Lord Jesus Christ explains to the disciples, as he will to us today, the different conditions of the soil that he's talking about and what that does to the seed that he plants into our souls. And here's what our job today is. As we listen to our Lord describe these different types of soil, our soul is to discern, Lord, is this soil in me? What type of soil or types of soil 
do I have in my soul at this time? Show me these things so that I can journey with you through Lent, so that I can prepare for Lent, and then after Lent so I can continue to examine the soil of my soul. So the seed of life, of your kingdom, of your life will grow and blossom in me. So now let's listen to the types of soul discerning these things for ourselves. The first soil is a soil that falls on the well-trodden path. Now this well-trodden path is a road that would have been walked on by the multitudes. So the ground of the, of the soil is very, very hard because it's been packed down by being trampled on by many feet over time. Listen to what St. Cyril of Alexandria says about this soil. He says, the hard ground is in all those whose minds and hearts are unyielding. The hard ground is in those whose minds and hearts are unyielding. He says, the sacred guidance of Jesus Christ and the admonition of our Lord does not find any entrance into our souls because the soil's hard. Listen again to what he's saying. The sacred guidance, the word of the shepherd, the one who guides you to green pastures and still waters. And the admonition when you get off of that path from following him to come back onto that path to be led to the fullness of life. There's no room for it in our heart because our heart is hard. We are unyielding to the directions of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus is saying to us, will you not be my disciple? Will you not be my sheep and see me truly as your good shepherd? My disciples follow me because they recognize my voice. My disciples are not just hearers of my voice, but they're receivers of the message. And they do what the message says. They follow me. Let me give you an example of something that our Lord is going to guide us to for the abundant life to blossom in our lives. He's going to ask us to fast. And the question is, are we going to receive that? Are we receptive to that? And are we going to walk in it? He's going to ask us to increase our prayer, to increase our fellowship with him throughout the days. Are we going to accept that invitation and be with him and let him be with us? And he's going to ask us to enter into my joy of providing for those who have less. Are we going to enjoy that work with Christ throughout Lent? Because I tell you this. I could give you so many more examples of the instructions of our Lord and how we must consider them. But those who are not sheep to a shepherd, those who are not disciples to a savior are the ones who are unyielding because of the hardness of their heart. And the seed of life has no prayer of growing in a heart that is hard, that doesn't lend itself, yield itself to the guidance of the Savior that loves our souls so greatly. Is that soil yours? And in what way? What about the seed that falls on rocky soil? Again, anyone in farming or gardening, they're going to tell you that before a seed is ever planted into the soil, the soil has to be tilled up. It's got to be tilled up. And everything other than the healthy soil, whether it's rock that's tilled up or debris or weeds or thorns and thistles, 
Whatever it is, all of that has got to be cleared from the ground so that the tilled up soil, all that's left is the healthy soil. Everything else must be removed. We hear this regarding our souls. God speaking through the prophet Hosea in Hosea in chapter 10. When God says, sow for yourselves righteousness and reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. Break up your fallow ground. What's the fallow ground? The hard ground. The unfertile ground. The unhealthy ground that has so many things in it other than the soil that's going to cause the seed not to grow. Break it up. He says, for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and rains righteousness on you. We are called to cooperate with the Holy Spirit in our lives to break up that ground, to get it tilled up. Because only when it's tilled up can we see what Christ is illuminating in that soil that has been a barricade, a boundary, keeping us from experiencing his life in our lives. And only when the ground of the soil is tilled up does that stuff come to the surface where we can see it. And it's such a grace gift of God for us to see it. Because only when we see it can we pick it up and bring it to Him and say, Lord, do something about this. <coughs> Take this from me. Make my soil healthy. What is in the soil of your soul? What is it that's blocking your reception of the abundant life in the kingdom of God? That Christ wants you to enjoy now and eternally. Because when He shows you those things, we have to remove them. We have to give them away and let Him take it. And let Him heal that soil. Thirdly, Christ tells of a seed that grows among thorns which choke the life out of the seed that's trying so hard to grow in the soil. Our Lord describes this to His disciples by saying, that these that grow amongst thorns, these are those who, when they have heard, they go out and are choked with the cares in this life. When he says cares, he's talking about the worries, the anxieties that this life produces. They're choked with the riches of this world and the pleasures of life. And because of that, bring no fruit to maturity in their lives. Listen more carefully to what our Lord is saying. We'll choke the life of God out of us. One, the cares of this world. What are the cares of this world? They are anything that we set our care upon outside of Him. Anything that we set our cares, the attention of our mind, the focus and the eyes of our soul upon, that do nothing but create greater angst, greater worries, greater anxieties, and depression in our lives. That's what these things are useful for. That we keep setting our cares upon. And they will choke the life out of us. Every day. Every day. We would do well to discern in the moments of our life. Is what I'm doing right now in this moment. What is it producing in me? And you and I know darn well in every moment. When we're engaging anything. What it's producing in us. We are being impacted all the day long by the things that we set the affections and attention of our soul upon. We need to judge the fruit that's being born from our actions on a daily basis. If I am reading this or looking this or seeking information on this and in me my peace is going out the window so quick my head is spinning. 
then you know that you're setting yourself on something that's choking the life of God out of you. Stop. Return to the Lord your God. Return to the Lord your God. Learn to judge by the fruit and the moments of our life what we're doing. He says the riches and the pleasures of this life will choke the life out of you. Now these are those things that give us a brief moment of what I call a far lesser pleasure. A brief moment of far lesser pleasure than we are ever given to enjoy in Christ and in His kingdom. And all these riches and pleasures of this life, every single one of them leave us wanting. They leave us never content, never satisfied. In other words, these cares, the riches, the pleasures of this life, what are they? They are the idolatries in our life. The things we elevate our attention to above the Lord our God. And idolatry, my friends, in every moment will choke the life of God out of us. Finally, Jesus says, the seed that fell on the good soil, this is those who having walked with me, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, they keep it. They keep it. And they bear the fruit of it with patience. These are the ones, if I could go further with this, these are the ones who have yoked themselves to Jesus in the gardening, in the farming. Never forget what the yoke is. He talks of a double yoke where a greater and stronger and more mature beast of burden is in one part of the yoke and the youngling, the weaker one, is yoked to the stronger one. Which one's doing most of the work, folks? The stronger one. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we're yoked to him, the beasts of burden would pull the plow that would till up the soil for the planting of the seed. These are the ones that remain yoked to Christ. And as they plow the ground of their soul, all that's being revealed comes to the surface. And they cooperate with Christ their God to remove the debris for the healthy soil to remain. These are the ones who have set their affections and their attentions of their soul directly upon Christ and his kingdom above all other things in their daily life. And because the soil is healthy, the seed, the word of God, Jesus Christ and his kingdom are blossoming and will blossom in their lives, producing a great harvest of the virtues of Christ and his kingdom in the life of the one who is remaining yoked to Christ, taking care of their soil. Lent. Lent, I call a magnification of our entire spirituality that's to be experienced all of our days. And in Lent, it is a season to make our soil healthy again. Why do you think it's said over and over again that Lent is the springtime of the soil? Because as we cooperate, the soil is getting healthy where the seed is. And when the soil is healthy and the seed remains there, the springtime is the growth of the virtues of Christ and his kingdom in our lives. If you want that harvest, you must inspect your soil and make it healthy. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.